Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of No Funkin' Strictly Monkin', the only monk podcast that, I mean, okay, you know, it might, if this is the only monk podcast where Funkin' is explicitly banned, there might be other monk podcasts where they just happen not to funk during an episode. But anyway, I, I'm your co-host, Jake Christie, and joined as always by my good friend, Andre Brera. Andre, how are you? I'm so good. I'm so good. Thank you for asking. I'm glad to hear it. Uh, I heard that uh, this, we're recording this uh, the day before it comes out. I heard this morning you had a little recreation of Season 1, Episode 10, uh, Mr. Monk and the Earthquake. How was that? Oh, my God, dude. It was wild. Um, it's like I woke up at, like, 4.30 and everything was shaking. So I don't know, like, how long it was shaking before I woke up. Or I don't know how that worked out, but... Uh, it was scary as hell, and it took me like half an hour to go back to sleep. And then another one happened like at 6.30, so everyone's a little anxious. I'm a little anxious, to be honest. That's fair. Um, but I just, you know, I just figured I might as well check in. Um, but we're not here to talk about that. And we're not here to talk about that episode. We're here to talk about Season 2, Episode 3, Mr. Monk Goes to the Ball Game. Uh, you know, it, it just, uh, I think a pretty solid episode. What do, what do you think? Yeah, no, I liked it a lot. Um, you know, I, like I said, I mentioned it previously, and I, I kind of spoiled it pre uh, before. But there's like we're running into like a stretch of monk episodes where like everything mm-hmm. I'm interested in. Yeah, you know, so like I, I love baseball. Mm-hmm. Really glad that baseball's back. Dodgers beat the Astros. Those cheating bastards. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, no, it was a, it was a good episode about the episode. It was good. It was solid. Uh-huh. And you feel the episode was good, and I assume you feel the opposite way about Joe Kelly getting suspended eight games. Anyway. Um, so, I'm not, I, I, I would let you talk about that, but this is too early for a tangent. Uh, I think this episode's good, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that, up top, I think we need to discuss what I think the most important episode, element of this episode is, is that, we gotta talk about the fact that Rain Wilson is the murderer. I think that that's, <laughs> that's my main takeaway from the episode. Um, now, personally, I like The Office. Um, I'm a person who I like Parks and Rec more than The Office. Don't at me. Um, but I do like The Office. Not a huge, uh, Dwight's not definitely my favorite character, but for some reason, I couldn't tell you why. I just really dislike Rain Wilson. So, like, I, I, I'm kind of glad he's a murderer on a TV show. <laughs> Was it from Entourage? Uh, no, I never watched Entourage. Ah, oh, too bad. Um, yeah, no, okay, I guess I must have missed it in the beginning of the episode, but I, I didn't see, like, his name in the credits. Mm-hmm. So, I only really started to piece it together after i saw like the sideburns and i was like oh shit Mm. i think that's him and then when we see him i'm like oh yeah yeah, i was right yes um but yeah no i so yeah but also i don't like the office like at all like it's Mm -hmm. whatever to me deeply and uh and i always like start to get this weird thing about a show where i really hate when they try to do to continue the show after like the main person like leaves mm-hmm. like i just think that's like the worst idea ever and it just like stains it for me so see that's why i'm of two shows. minds about Same that thing. i'm about two minds about that and by that i mean i have one mind about it is that the reason i like tv is because in theory tv never has to end and so i'm willing to I, I i have a deep sickness in which i will ride with something until the wheels fall off so intellectually you're right but it's also like i can't in good conscience say that i would ever want any show i like to end um you know uh yes uh, that's why I definitely like whenever people are like, I like when a TV show knows it's going to end. It's like, I mean, that might make a show better, but like the thing I like about TV is that it doesn't have to end. <laughs> like, I, I mean, one of my favorite shows is Doctor Who, which never will end. But anyway, um, yeah, Rain Wilson is the murderer. It was right before The Office. Um, it definitely, uh, you, his sideburns are very, very, very uh, notable. Um, they stick out a lot, yeah. especially because like this show is 
you know, Monk is an old show, but it's not old enough for those sideburns to have been popular. <laughs> yeah, no, actually, I was going to say, like, the first thing that, like, I, I came to mind, I know I mentioned in previous episodes ever since season two started, but the quality of it was so good. And, like, the aerial shot from, of San Francisco, like, in the mm-hmm. very beginning of it, like, looked pretty fucking fantastic, like, yeah. considering the, the time it, it happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, clearly they got more money, because um, I think the show was really popular for USA, and, you know, we're still in a time where non-prestige cable channels next even non-premium cable channels are getting more funding um for their shows because people realize they actually they, those also could be good um and so yeah they definitely you definitely they just have so many more shots in san francisco and so many more outdoor scenes mm-hmm. generally even if it's not in san francisco like it's just so expensive to shoot outdoors no matter where you are um but that's how you can tell when a show doesn't have a lot of money is if there are no exteriors um uh, or if their exteriors just look like a back lot. But anyway, um, let's get into the episode uh, because the the murder victims in this episode are... Uh, I assume you have the first name for Hammond because I know it's Aaron Hammond. What's the guy's name? Oh, man, I actually don't. Um, I'm honestly proud of you because I, I don't know it and, and therefore in order to justify the fact that I don't know it off the top of my head, I have to be like, oh, that, that is not important. Um, so I'm yeah. glad that you also fe- thought that it wasn't important. I'm going to be pulling it up because I am going to have to be referring to him. But anyway, Hammond and his wife, um, they... Well, because uh, it's not too yeah. far into it. It's not too far in- Well, yeah, no, we'll get to it. Go, go. Uh, Hammond and his wife, uh, Aaron, are leaving... Uh, Lawrence Hammond. That's what I thought it was, but Lawrence Hammond, that also sounds like a name I could have just made up. Um, they're leaving, like, his office building or whatever. He's a big shot CEO, and they're using a GPS navigation to try to get to, like, a resort. Well... No, first they're like interviewing oh, right. him. They, yes, they throw a little breadcrumbs. Like they're they're interviewing him, like the TV, like the news people, like asking him basically, like he's being accused of like frauding his investors or something. Yeah, which I thought was gonna play into it, but it also th- that motherfucker crazy. definitely did it. I mean, I'm sorry, he definitely did. It. Oh yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred twenty five percent. Yeah, there's yeah, um, but that is uh, what we call a red herring. Um, yep, and uh, he they they're trying to get to a resort. They use GPS. Uh, and they end up getting directed to a dark parking lot. Bad news for them. Uh, our murderer, Walker Browning, which is a name that's really hard to forget because it's... People talk about two first names a lot. I'm a big fan of people with two last names, like Webb Simpson, you know, or... Uh, or like or Brooks Kepka. Coop- Brooks Kepka, Cooper Rush. Uh, guys, please do me a favor and tweet at me your favorite uh, t- people with Cooper two last Cup. names. Now, it is important to note that a lot of last names are also first names. Like, LeBron James, technically speaking, has two last names because James is a very popular... Uh, but anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, you, hey, you guess what? I mean. Andre Barrera is one, too. Eric... Uh, sorry, Andre Barrera is one, too. It is, technically speaking. But, like, I Eric don't think... Eric Andre, well, baby. Yes, Eric Andre, there's just one, though. I guess my point is that, like, if it has to be, like, a name that is, like, very much more common as a last name than a first name. Um, you don't make the rules here, pal. I mean, I'm making a specific a request. I think I can make the rules. Uh, anyway, Ugh. they get shot, it's bad, um, and then we go to the theme song, you know, and we come back. Sucks. Okay, fine. <laughs> uh, take that up with Academy Award winner Randy Newman, um, and Grammy winner, Grammy winner and Emmy winner. He might be, I don't think he I'll has write, a Tony. I'll write him a song. I, I'll, I'll ch- song. I gotta check if he has, uh, a Tony. But you got he's, it. Uh, Randy Newman is, um... I, I mean, I have to see because he's definitely—he's got to have. I think he has an Oscar. Um, 
He had to win for The Natural, I think. I mean, that's a great score. It's a movie I don't care for that much, but... Dude, he won for, like, Marriage Story. No, he? he didn't win for Marriage Story. The Joker won. Oh, Hildur. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um... He probably uh, won for Toy Story, Come on. Yeah, Marriage Story was, was a better score. Uh, yeah, but Marriage Story was a better score than Joker, which is, you know, whatever. But I'm also, like, in the one hand, it's also, like, it is nice, uh, you know, for a woman to win that award. Anyway, um... So, Benji's at the bat. He's, you know, playing a game. Stoudemire's son uh, is... Oh, also, one last one. Jared. Uh, you know, we'll point out Rain Wilson. And the Aaron Hammond, played by uh, Darby Stanchfield, who was in Scandal and Mad Men. You know, just got to shout out actors before they were... Not even a little bit famous, but, you know, just... This is what you got to do. This, you know, she's she's very good in Mad That's Men. That's funny. That's funny. That's your reference. And, like, me, the only person I knew was, obviously, Rain Wilson and uh, Tom Virtue, who was the dad on Even Stevens. Who did Tom Virtue play? He plays like, he plays the coach of Benji's team. Ah, Tom, the one who asked Monk yeah. to, you know, yeah. As we discussed on the very fact that I'm doing this podcast, I stopped watching kids television at a very young age, um, and I also was never related to live action kids television, which is ironic because I'm now not at all into cartoons. Period. But anyway, 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 my watching habits are a subject for another podcast. Yeah, um, but he's so, into like fucking Marvel movies, so all right. Yeah, yeah. I believe me, I don't understand. I don't understand why I'm like this. I wish I did. Um, okay. Benji's at the bat. Stalemire's kids pitching to him, Jared. And Benji strikes out. And that's the end of the game. Um, Monk is distracted because the scoreboard is crooked. Um, there is something that actually annoys me a lot in this scene. When Strona says no one can tell the ones upside down. You can tell the ones upside down. Depends what kind of one. If it's like the eye. No, but they one, show it. They show it. It has like the little indent on the oh, top. Oh, I didn't see it. Oh, well. Oh, okay. But, you know, if you want to watch Monk, you should be acting like Monk, watching all the details. No. <laughs> I'm writing notes. I'm kidding. I'm notes. I'm kidding. This, isn't the, this isn't the sixth time I'm watching it. I know. Also, I haven't seen... This episode was not in heavy rotation in uh, marathons. I really want to know what the... Because mo- most of the episodes I've watched in marathons were, like, from the first four or five seasons because I mostly... Because that was most of the time I watched the marathons was while the show was still on. But for some reason, there's certain episodes just weren't in heavy rotation. I don't know why. Um... But anyway, uh, Sharona then confronts Stalmeyer about his son being 13, a little Danny Almonte scandal. Um, mm-hmm. Now, you were old enough to be around for that. Well, did you did you uh, pay attention to that as I was happening, the Danny Almonte scandal, if I can go on a tangent? I mean, yeah, of course. Like, I, That's obviously what that was in reference to. Um, yeah, no, there's a lot of parallels with real life uh, mm-hmm. baseball action, yes. let's say. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I remember I read the Mike Lupica children's sports fiction book, Heat, which was uh, basically about that, where it was a kid who was, I think, from the Dominican Republic who was accused of being 13, who's actually 12, just didn't have the right documentation. Anyway, uh, so it turns out that Jared Stamar's son is actually 13, but he got a special dispensation because Jared did the third grade twice, which, like, I don't know if you knew any kids who had to repeat the third grade, but, like, oof. Based on my Facebook feed, I, I don't, do. I don't have a high expectations for Jared. Yeah, no, I have. I have. I know. One, like not, one not, one. not to kick them when they're down, but like, well, because thing is, in Florida, you basically there's a thing test called the FCAT, uh, where cause Florida's a, a dumb state, so you need to pass a standardized test, and it's the easiest thing in the world. But if you don't pass it in third grade or eighth grade, you get held back, and definitely. Uh, a certain type of person failed it. And it, um, yeah, don't really feel good about uh, Jared's prospects. I really hope he has a good fastball because that's really, 
his only meal ticket. Um, anyway, I really am kicking him while he's down. But it was something I noticed. Because in Florida, because of that, a lot of kids get held back. Probably, like, ten kids every third grade class get held back in, like, a school of, like, a hundred. Which is too many, but that's not here or there. Um, anyway, uh, Sharona wants Monk to give Benji a pep talk. So he gives him a pretend pep talk because Monk doesn't know anything about baseball. Um, probably a uh, dumb idea by Sharona. Clearly, he doesn't know anything about baseball. Um, he seems like he would be a baseball guy, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I mean, baseball is definitely a good sport for someone who likes details and stuff like that. I mean, that baseball was the first sport I ever liked because I would just, like, you know, look at the back of baseball cards and memorize them, and I'd sort, sort my baseball cards by team, and then I'd sort it by first letter of everyone's name, then last n- name, and, you know. Um, but I wasn't diagnosed with OCD until I was 16. Weird. Um, but, uh, yeah. We... They, they learn that there's a crime that happened, that the Hammonds were killed. Um, and so they go to the crime scene, and uh, Monk very quickly notices something and he basically has a theory what is monk's like out of bounds theory of the case like the thing that he is uh that his suggestion that no one really takes seriously oh is it the fact that she was the one that exactly yes that is a very common thing in monk but yes why does he think that because she was shot first, mm-hmm. and she was the passenger. Well, I don't know if her being the passenger had anything to do with it. No, but, but like, just he's the shot. one with a reputation. Mm-hmm. He's the one with a reputation, so you would think, like, if anyone's getting killed in that car, it'd be him. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, so apparently, like, he survives the initial mm-hmm. uh, attack, uh, crawls away, or passes out, and then crawls, like, two and a half miles to, like, root something. Oh, yeah, oh, no. and, and then Rain Wilson runs him over, too. And then he still lives, and he falls oh, to Oh, I missed that. I missed that. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, but yeah, basically this guy survived, so clearly the killer... Yeah. Rainbow Wasn't thing, that concerned. Uh, yeah. With him, yes. Now, exactly. and what are his last words? Do you happen to remember? Yeah. Um, it was, girls can't, girls can't eat 15 pizzas. I mean, it's, what's funny is that because this episode wasn't on in syndication a lot, the detail I remember most about this episode was, like, when I was telling my family what episode we were doing, I, my point of reference of it is, like, Mr. Monk goes to the ball game, you know, the girls can't eat 50 pizzas one. Because that is, I think, um, it's kind of obvious in hindsight, but I think that that's, like, a really fun clue. Like, I really like that as a clue to try to figure out uh, that yeah. his last words were a mnemonic device for a license plate. Um, I think that that's... Really yeah, I was fun. trying to figure it out. I was trying to figure it out, and I was like, what is it, like... Is that like slang for like GPS, mm-hmm. like G pizza? Yeah. But eh. yeah, I mean, it, and the thing is, girls can't eat fifteen pizzas. Randy does bring up a good point, which of course is that uh, it depends on how many girls you have. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. I mean, he's right. Which okay. By the way, I'm glad you said that because like all of a sudden, uh, Disher is only going by Randy now. Like mm-hmm. they don't even call him Disher anymore. That just happened. I, I mean, I don't know why. I would think that it's because it's more fun to listen to Ted Levine say, Randy, than it is, uh, like, Lieutenant. Um, no no doubt about that. Whenever we try, because both my brothers, I don't do a good one, but they both do a passable, limited Ted Levine as Stoudemire, and the two things they say are Randy and Monk. So, um, it definitely is better than Disher. Uh, so... They end up um, going to uh, well. I mean, obviously, the big question that they're all. Oh, also, also, so. no, also, also, we missed that. Um, they uh, they find out that because this is like the old days of GPS, mm-hmm. so like you needed to have a disc in there. 
And, the disc uh, is missing. The disc was taken out. Yes. Yeah, the disc was missing. Yes. So, yes, so because they, that raises... They the, couldn't figure out where they were... Yeah. Because the, the big question is, why were they in this random parking lot? So, cut to, they're in uh, the mansion, the Hammond mansion, um, uh, and Malcolm makes a joke, good for him, and they meet the... Uh, a terrible one. I, I mean, you gotta do it again. I mean, you gotta take them as they come. You, they can't all be winners. Uh, but they meet the housekeeper. Yeah. And she wants to show them to uh, Mr. Hammond's bedroom, but they're like, no, 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 let's see Mrs. Hammond's, because Monk, you know, he's got his theory. And, um, you know, it's a nice bedroom, I'll be honest, uh, but there's a couple hotel shampoo bottles on the counter, which are not referenced at the time. But more importantly, there's a painting that, uh, sh- that Mrs. Hammond painted um, of a naked woman. Um, so... And that comes handily. Am I missing other clues uh, that happen in this uh, room? Uh oh yeah. Well, just just the fact that why well, did you mention it right now that they sleep in separate bedrooms? Oh right, right, right. They sleep. In like, separate I know bedrooms. that. We, I mean, th- that's like a you know you're inferring from like them going to her room that mm-hmm. clearly she has her own bedroom. So there was like yeah. some sort of friction. Yes. There. Um. Or I mean, they're sleeping in separate bedrooms, so lack of friction, I would say. Um, Ooh. Um. Right down the middle. Yeah, I mean, I just hit it right, and I mean, I'm hit. That's number seventy-four, baby. Um, Dude, honestly, I was like, I was gonna make a whole thing. I was gonna like try to see how many baseball references I could do, but I'm just, uh, I can't do it. You were gonna tee off on baseball references? Um, that's a that's yeah. a uh, golf reference. But for some reason, when I said thought tee, I was thinking tee ball. But it's like, no, that phrase comes from golf. Yeah, idiot. Um, yeah. Uh, there's no Mr. Monk hits the links, so I might as well get him out now. Um, and uh, so Monk goes. Oh, to but the we also learned uh, that she never. We sorry, sorry. No, 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 no. We also find out that she was a, a big baseball fan. Right, that yeah, seems to be yes. like a clue. Oh yeah, can I say something? Because this is, I have this in my notes. This is a soapbox I'm gonna go on, and I, I hate to say this because I. Like oh this god! Episode. Oh god! I think I know where this is going. I like this episode generally, but I think that if you are a TV show. And you can't get the rights to an actual league, don't do a sports episode. Mm. Period. Like, it is because it just okay. feels so silly. I'm sorry. It, it like the the what the problem is that like this is a f- real like big TV show, like official TV show with millions of dollars behind it. But it feels once you have like the San Francisco Saints, I think they're supposed to be with like their crummy uniforms. It's like if it right. honestly has like the same level of. Seriousness is like a student film. Like, it's like, oh, wait, so you are a million dollar TV show and you can't get the rights to the Giants? No, no shit, they can't get the rights to the Giants. But still, um, I don't know, it just, it, it takes me out of it so much. Um, it, it, just TV show or movies, too? Uh, oh, okay, if you're a movie and you can't get the rights to it, then d- that's stupid. Like, unless, the, unless, unless there's like a certain... What about any, what about, hold on, hold on. Any given on. Sunday, any given Sunday, because yeah. I was going to say, unless the whole thing is it's a separate team. That like it, it, I guess if it's like if it's central to the plot that you need to build up a certain mythology, that's fine. But it is not central to the plot that the San Francisco Saints not be the Giants. Like clearly, they would use the Giants if they could. Um, now that's why I think a lot of sports get away with it. Um, for example, there's an episode of Psych where they have a baseball themed episode and they get away with it because they make up a fictional minor league team, which obviously is not bad because you don't recognize. Which is fine. Yeah. Um, but I don't know, it just, it, it just is like, God, I just, it, I hate it so much. And it, this is just me being pedantic and it's not really anything they can do about it, but it's, it just, 
it is such... And I think also, it feels like TV shows are much better at getting real logos now. I feel like it was a bigger phenomenon back in the day that they couldn't get real teams. Um, but, I don't know, man. It, uh... I can't even think of any other things like that, to be honest with you. Really, it was a fake team? In TV. Mm-hmm. If I remember correctly, actually, I think that in season six, I believe that Monk goes to a Sharks game. So, clearly they were able at some point... I think I think the rights just got easier to get. I don't know. It's hockey, man. That's true. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, how many movies go to a hockey game? Um, <laughs> uh, but... Mm. What, I, Isn't I, there that one movie with Jean-Claude Van Damme? Uh, I mean, I don't know if that uses real hockey. Uh, what's it called? Um, Sudden Death, I think. Um, I haven't seen it. Um, but uh, anyway, I was going to say, I think they go to a Pittsburgh Penguins game in the mo- Jay Baruchel vehicle, She's Out of My League, but that's a weird thing to admit that on the podcast that I watched Whoa, that. hold on, hold on. Yes, I love that movie. Oh, okay, but okay, good. Also, I'm a good I'll be honest, I'm a good company. I fucking love that movie. <laughs> I like the movies that were underrated. Dude, it's so good. It's, it's really so underrated. Good. No, no, no. <laughs> My last, my last tangent. Okay, mm. how about the Dark Knight Rises with with Gotham Hines is a fictional Ward, city. A real football it's a fi- no, because they used all real. Bi- ah. I, my name is the fictional city. Um. Anyway, uh, also they never mention. I think they just say like it's the Gotham whatever's. But anyway, um, and they're playing against Metropolis, which is also a fictional city. But anyway, um, so they go back to the station, and a monk is, um, you know, uh, he tells. Uh, well, first, uh, Disher is watching. Um, a highlight of Daryl Grant, who is the guy who, uh, what is it, Scott Gregorius is Gregorio, excuse me. Gregorio. And I'm confusing with Didi Gregorius. Um, that uh, Scott Gregorio is going to break Daryl Grant's record, and they're watching the video of Daryl Grant's 73rd home run. A stand-in for Barry Bonds. Correct. Um, which is, of course, ironic because he played for San Francisco. Anyway. Um, that, and he, you know, puts TV away, hides it, but Monk comes in and... Um, tell Stahlmeier that she thinks that Aaron Hammond is having an affair and that, because the evidence is because, like, the shampoo bottles, which is good evidence. And the thing I really, really, really like about the scene is Stahlmeier's first, like, get off it, Monk. Like, clearly Lawrence was the target. But he's, he. what does he say, though? What does he admit? A second later, he's just like, yeah, I can't ignore that. Look into it. Yeah, I mean, and it, that's a fair thing, because, like, I think it's perfectly reasonable to be, like, if a billionaire under like sec investigation for fraud and stuff was murdered it is normal to be like don't be stupid he was the target however if you learn that his wife was having an affair like you do have to look into that (laughs) that's not um but uh then monk notices i'm really glad he said that right after that it was it was a really good uh good scene yeah i i think that the the duality of stalemeyer is always interesting to watch but monk then notices uh on disher's desk a like book about uh scott gregorio or like a magazine i think and he notices that scott mm-hmm. gregorio is a painter and he sees a painting in the book and why is that painting notable because <clears throat> it has the same background as the the painting that mrs hammond had in her room exactly which is like of a ch- yeah so they figure out that it's which they jump really quickly to find out exactly where that is yeah i imagine well because they probably could find out from the housekeeper where Mrs. Hammond was taking lessons. Like, that's not confidential information. True, um, true, 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 true. But so they go to the, uh, go to the painting class, and it's a big phobia moment for Monk. What, what, what is Monk afraid of? Uh, yeah, so, like, during the, when he gets there, they find out, um, 
that there is a uh, what's it called? It's like a nude modeling, a nude painting class. Yes. So there's a nude model in there who just happens to be the teacher because well, of the, the model. model didn't show up. You don't, I mean, come on, what are you gonna do? Yeah, the model didn't show up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Monk is unable to talk to him. Um, there's a great bit where Monk is basically walking away, and Shor's like, "You're gonna let him get away with it? You're gonna let a? You're gonna let um?" You're gonna let a murderer get away with it? And he's like, we can't win them all! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Basically because uh, he can't talk to a naked person, then Sharona says, like, have you never seen a naked man before? And he said, no. And then she said, you've never even seen yourself? And he said that he's only seen himself naked once, which... Correct. Huh. Which I'll tell you this, you know, you, there is an episode in season six called Mr. Monk and the Naked Man. Um... That is it. Sharona's date from the season one. No, I do like that. The joke. Shrieker, but she's also not in the show anymore at that point. But you, do, I'll say this: oh, you damn. do. T- Monk does tell the story of the one time he saw himself naked. Okay, um, it's great. Uh, but they end up asking questions, and um, the instructor is basically like, "Yeah, uh, Scott Gregorio and Aaron Hammond were having an affair." Um, you know, honestly, a much more age-appropriate relationship. Good for both of them. Um, Mm-hmm. And so they go to the ballpark uh, where Scott's being interviewed. And, uh, you know, you learn he's on a slump. As might happen if your girlfriend got murdered. Um, and so Sharona slips him a note basically saying something along the lines of, like, we know about Aaron, yada, yada, yada. And so they're talking. And you learn that Scott was attacked, like, two weeks earlier by a crazed person. Right. Um, and so then they very quickly settle on what theory? Um, they settled on the theory that the person, well, that they were all, that she was a target, and so they were obviously trying to mess with his pursuit of the single season home run record, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it was a home run record. Yeah. He is 74 home and runs. And Scott, correct, and Scott agrees, yeah, that they, yeah. They're all in agreement that someone's clearly trying to get to him. Now, is it bad? I made a note of, it's very back to the future, Johnny B. Good, of them to the year after Barry Bonds set the season single home run record to the, to, to take the home run record away from a black person. <laughs> like, that's immediately. Like, right after, it's like, no, 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 we need a handsome white guy to have it. <laughs> or am I reading that's too true. much into it? But... Well, I definitely I mean, am, but... Yeah. Oh, wait, that was a single season record, I was going to say. Yeah. Because, okay, number one is still Hank Aaron, right? For no, career? Barry Bonds beat it, um... Just, yeah, because he has like seven. I don't remember because it's not famous because he, you know, cheated. Not that I mind that Barry Bonds cheated. Seven sixteen. It's what? It's like seven sixteen or something. No, like Babe that. Ruth was seven fourteen. Henry Aaron hit seven fifty five. Because I know the famous call that the Giants now have to have. Where he said, "Hits it high, hits it deep, it's out of here." Seven fifty six. I think he got like seven sixty something, sixty five. Seven fifty five. Seven fifty five. Seven fifty five. Well, no, that's is that that's how much down to how much babe, um, Barry Bonds has. That's how much Henry Aaron oh. had. Wait, who's Barry Bonds again? Barry Bonds. Uh, you know, uh, what's his fate? He um. He, Sorry guys, I'm a an apo- I'm an unapologetic Dodger fan, so I'm just he yeah, has a gigantic head. Um, what else about him? Oh, he has seven sixty two. Um, anyway. Okay, yeah, that sounds familiar. Yeah. Uh, but no one really pays attention because he used steroids. Um, but we can have a discussion about steroids on another podcast. Um, Mr. Monk and the Roy Rage. Just kidding. That's not an episode. Um, so... I was gonna... Yeah, okay. Uh, you know, it, it could be. Uh, 
And so Monk ends up, basically Scott says, uh, Scott Gregorio says, I can do any favor. And what's the favor that he asks? He needs him to give Benji a little pep talk. Well, not a pep talk. Either. Um, batting lessons. I mean, it's more than that. Well, like giving batting lessons. Well, I mean, yeah, but like I'm just going off of like Monk mentioned to Benji that he was going to give mm-hmm. him another pep talk the next day. So that's fair. One up. You're right. Himself. You're right. I'm being pedantic. Um, and so Benji's doing batting practice. He sucks. Let's be honest. Um, he's bad at baseball, and it's fine. Benji's an artist. He's an artsy kid. Clearly, he's not. He doesn't have a future in baseball. Um, I say as someone who quit baseball around the age that Benji was. Um, I was very, very bad. Um, yeah. What position? Uh, outfield. Don't be, I was bad. <laughs> okay, yeah. There you go. I was much better. I, I think it's, I was a decent fielder. I probably could play, like, I played second base occasionally. Um, so, like, I was a good enough fielder to play second base. I was just so abysmal at hitting because, surprise, surprise, I was so deathly afraid of getting hit by the ball at all times. It completely paralyzed me. Um it's so hard, though. I mean, it is, but keep in mind, they, these were like 11-year-olds throwing uh, 60, well, 50 miles an hour, but it uh, also does totally hurt when you get hit by a ball. Um, in any event, uh, then there's a, a really oh, yeah, nice... Yeah, it was yeah. a really... Go. It was a really nice, uh, it was a really nice thing to, for Monk to do. Mm-hmm. Like, very sweet. And then there's a really, like, really, really nice scene, I think, it. where Scott basically is talking mm-hmm. to Monk about Aaron, and... About, mm-hmm. like, what does he do? Yeah. And, I don't know, I really love this scene. I think that this is, like, where... No, I do, too. I really do, too. He basically just says that, like... Well, uh, Scott's like, you know, how can you keep going forward without the person that you love and all this stuff? And and Monk just tells him that, you know, I just tried every day to be the man that she loved and to continue living that way. So, yeah, I thought it was a very touching sentiment. And it really struck a chord with Scott Gregorio, for sure. Yeah, and I think that that's when, when Monk is able to relate to someone who loses a lover or a loved one in general, I think is when he has his most human moments because it's like the one thing where he, even though he's Monk, the pain he feels about losing Trudy is the same that any person who lost a loved one feels. And he can, that's the time he can relate to another human being because his OCD doesn't make him miss Trudy anymore or any differently. He still has the same pain that a normal person would have. Um, so I think that that is uh, really good. Um, and then at the end of the scene, Scott mentions, reminds Benji of help, which is, I think, what is it? Hands uh, ready or hands up, elbow, no, hands ready, elbows up, lean back, patience. Elbows level. Elbows level, lean back, patience. See, that's my problem, elbows up. Uh, didn't, you know, um, didn't, uh, that's why I didn't play baseball well. Um, and so, anyway. And um, he figures out that it's yeah. like a mnemonic device. It's a mnemonic device, so then he, th- girls can eat 15 pizzas, uh, GCE15P license plate, um, which kind of is being a little bit of a, yeah. a little bit of a letdown because it's a stolen car, so like you would think that that would be the clue that busted wide open, but um, Rain Wilson when he was out I mean, here, it is. I mean, it does, it does bust it wide open, that's true. Um, but uh, it's it's not like that's the last clue of the episode. Um but because it is a stolen card, um, yeah, Rain Wilson was out here hot wiring cars. Uh, and, yeah, and they found the GPS disc in the car, like underneath. Massive the oversight, um, but also you know we're not talking about a career criminal, so I really can't blame him. Um, right. I think a lot of people always will take issue in crime shows or movies where it's like, well, they'll say like a you know on IMDb they'll say like a goof in the movie is like a 
criminal making a dumb mistake, but it's like criminals make lots of mistakes. It's kind of like uh, most people don't become criminals. And when I say criminals, don't reply to this with like every billionaire is a criminal or something like that. But most people don't become criminals because they're good at other things. <laughs> like if you're right. really successful, at, if really an organized good person, you know, you know, usually become a criminal. But anyway, um, right. yeah. So they see the GPS disc, and there's a great early 2000s time capsule where Stabman requests a list of all the computer geeks that can make that disc, as if any 15-year-old <laughs> with Google couldn't do that right now. Right. No, for sure. That, that's funny, but... Okay. They also... No, sorry. Disher also mentions that they have security camera footage from where he dumped the car. Yes. I, I was going to get that to that next, but I appreciate and, you doing it for me. Okay. Yeah, and that's... That's when I saw the cybers. I'm like, wait, is that him? And then I thought, okay, because it's funny, because previously in the episode they show you like you know uh, the catch mm-hmm. right from when they caught like the record breaking ball, and they focus on it, and it's like whenever they do that, like you know that that's like what it's gonna be. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was just like, oh shit, that's him. That's definitely the guy. And right then I solved everything right mm-hmm. there. Like that, this is the moment where yeah. I was like, okay, clearly he didn't want him to break the record. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think the photo is a little too good. If I'm being honest, I think that it should be more blurry. Um, yeah. Or at least don't give him sideburns. But anyway, then we cut to Dr. Kroger. Yes. Where Monk is freaking out because he's like, I saw, I've seen this guy before. I've seen this guy in the photo, yada, yada, yada. Um, but then Dr. Kroger gets him talking about Benji, and you basically learn that, like, Monk kind of feels pain every time he talks to him, because he and uh, Trudy never had kids, which, if I'm being frank, and this might she be rude, them. thank God, I don't want Monk, <laughs> Monk, because if Trudy still died, Jesus. no, if, if Monk, I mean, if Trudy still died, oh. and Monk was a single father, that would be a nightmare. That's true. That's <laughs> like, let's true. be honest, we love Monk, but I like, know. ooh. Yeah, no, I thought you were going in a different direction. No, 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 um, no, no. Um, yeah, assuming she's... No, that's true. But what I do yeah. hate, what I don't like about this right now is that, like, Kruger brings that up, like, at the very end of the session, and then yeah. right after that just wants to, like, cut it short. I'm just yeah. like, what the hell? Yeah, you, I mean, you got to have a clock behind your... I mean, I don't know. My, my therapist always had a clock behind my head. Um, uh, and then, you know, he in Monk is like, no, this is not time. It's only 57 minutes. Um, and then he says, you know, it's a gift. And, and then Dr. Kroger says, and a curse, which I think is terrible therapying. If, cause if my cat's free, I mean, anytime I try to say something like that, my therapist is still like, no, just, just call it a gift. You don't have to take your health down a peg. So like, I mean, that's just bad. Like why is yeah. Dr. Kroger saying that? <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, I know. That scene irritated me. I really like every Kroger scene, but this one I was just like, it's Kroger, by the way, is in the grocery store. Not as in, Kroger, uh, Kroger, Kroger. not as in Robert England. Um, uh, so anyway, um, we then jump to... Oh! Yeah. Yeah, no go. What? No go. What did you just realize? No, no, no. Okay. Um, no, nothing. Okay. Um, we just... We then jump to a sport, the sports agent's office, the agent of Daryl Grant, and... <sighs> classic scene of Shorten just not paying attention to Monk, where Monk basically wipes Michael Jordan's autograph off of basketball. Um, did this hurt you as much as it hurt me? It's... Yeah, it's just... Okay... That was what I was going to get to. Not specifically this, but there's, like, maybe three or four, like, scenes in this episode where it's, like, played for, like, slapstick, but it's not funny at all. Like, it's just, like, the first scene, I think, was, uh, no, we're not even there yet. No. I know what we're talking about. That's not funny. There's two more after this. Yeah. 
There's two more after this. Mm-hmm. But it's basically like people acting like morons and like completely like are you you really mean to tell me like you're at a sports agent's office and there's like a you know signed memor- memorabilia and you think about wiping it off? Like, that's just insane. Yeah, Monk is definitely aware that sports autographs are a thing. Like, and that the, the incident presupposes that, like, he can't recognize that that's someone's, like, it just, it is just not something that he would mistake for. It, it just, it takes it too far. A smudge. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, uh, what I wrote, too, is, like, Sharona just needs to, like, what's her job if she's not paying attention to him? Like, what the hell? Like, or, why is she employed if she's not going to stop him from doing that? Yeah, but again, like, I mean, I don't blame her. He seems to be a terrible boss. That is true. Pair. He he was originally in the original script of Horrible Bosses, but they cut him out. Um, yeah, Struan was going to kill him. No. Um, so, the sports... It- oh, I thought you were serious. Yeah. No, it wasn't. I wish it was. Um, I mean, it's per- you could have gotten rid of uh, Kevin Spacey so the movie would age better. Um, so, uh, actually, the movie just aged terribly. Just, now I'm thinking about it, in hindsight, the whole Jennifer Anderson character, I can't imagine watching the movie again. Oh, yeah. No. Jesus no, no, Christ. No, no, no. Anyway, um, basically, they say to the agent, like, hey, basically, it's like, did Daryl Grant kill uh, the, the Hammonds because he doesn't want his record to be broken? And the agent says something. Well, he tells a story, which I think is the most ludicrous thing anyone's ever said about baseball or anything. He talks about how Del Grant was there when another player broke his single-season RBI record, right? And this agent mm-hmm. says that to Daryl Grant, the RBI record was more important than the home run record. What the like, fuck? Yeah. What? Yeah, no. What? Yeah, no. That's true. That is, That's, what? Yeah, no, I was thinking the same thing. I was thinking the same thing when I was watching. I don't, I don't know who has the RBI record in baseball all-time for a season. I have guesses, but... I. I'm gonna guess it's Jimmy Fox. That's a good guess. I was gonna say Stan the Man Muso. Let me alt if RBI record. Wait, I'll do single it. Single season. Most RBIs in the season. No, I got it. We're both looking at that bitch. Hack Wilson. Hack, see, Hack Wilson, a guy that like I know, but like I couldn't tell you anything about Hack Wilson. Um, geez, 191. That's a lot. Jimmy Fox was fourth. Lou Gehrig was after that. Uh, let me see if uh, Stan the Man Musial wasn't even on it. I'm gonna be egg on my face. Uh, Stan Musial. Uh, he's down a yeah he's not no not great. I'm not let's not talk about it um so yeah so that that's just preposterous no one would care more about the RBI record than the home run record that's like caring more that's like if Drew Brees cared more about the completions record he has than his yards record it's just pre- preposterous um no or you could have you could have like a guy who not necessarily has a lot of power but drives in a lot of runs sure Maybe no but that no, would but be no. important to the thing is if you have both though the home run record's more important. Yes, true. True. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very true. Yeah, both. Um, so, yeah, basically, they, they end up learning that... Uh, um, Daryl Grant's yeah. a nice guy, yeah. essentially, so He's that clears him. Um, yeah. But it's notable in the background that the agent is watching the commercial about Daryl Grant's 73rd home run, and so you keep seeing Wayne Wilson catch the ball. Just a little notable thing that the audience can notice. Um, that's true. Then we cut back to another game of Benji's team, and uh, Jared strikes out. Uh, on, a, on a swing that Stalmer is saying he checked his swing. He didn't check his swing, let's be honest. His elbow went around. Um, he broke his wrist yeah, he on did. that swing. Exactly. Um, and so Stalmer ends up being a ba- very bad cop and he threatens the umpire that his restaurant will get the health inspectors to come and like shut it down or something. Which is like, that's really irresponsible. That's bad. Um, so uh, yeah. the umpire ends up quitting. 
And let's talk about what I think is the biggest problem with this episode. And I think really, it's just this is just where monks, monks, inept like phobias and stuff are played for laughs when like in actuality it's not funny. Like it's just not funny to watch. You know what I mean? And it just went a long time, yeah. like way too long. Like one, like uh, Monk doesn't know how to hold the baseball bat. How the fuck does he know the rules of baseball? First of all, first and foremost. Two, no, yes. he's on a field that's covered in dirt. Of course, he's going to be uncomfortable the entire time. Of course, he's not going to be able to decide what's a ball and strike. How can Shrona, as a good nurse, be like, "Yes, I think this is a good thing for you to do, patient." Um, not only that, but their whole like logic is flimsy. Right, they 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 pull Monk to be the umpire because he's the only guy who doesn't have a kid in the game. Which you know what, maybe this is an ideal neighborhood or whatever. But I happen to know there's at least two or three guys who pretend to have a kid there solely, like solely to go pick up on women. Single moms, yeah. You know that's true. Yep. Um, I can imagine a kid, a guy being like, "Hey, you don't have a kid? Go out there." And he's like, "No, no, no, I'm talking to her." And also, I get that Benji's obviously not his kid, but like. Clearly, he'd be biased for Benji. Like, not not that Monk is, because Monk obviously is. No, that's true. That is, is true, like though. unable to be unfair. But clearly, if if I went to a game and like my you know my cousin little cousin was playing, and if I was at a softball game, my little cousin was playing. Sorry, I only have both my little cousins are girls, and I can't imagine a fake one. Um, and I was like, oh, you're the only one who doesn't have a child here. It's like, yeah, but that's still my cousin, and I want my cousin to win. <laughs> like, it's you know. Anyway, right. So we, I, I don't need. I don't feel the need to talk about most of these gags. I just don't think they're that funny, and I think they're so. Yeah, long. it's not important. Um, most importantly, though, Benji um, hits a long hit, and his team walk off. Yeah, walk off hit. Uh, I don't know if it's a home run. I don't think it is. Cause well, it's, it's in play. I'm unclear on what it was. Yeah, cause yeah. yeah, I don't think it's a home run. I think it's like a double. But um, they end up winning, and Stoudemire gives him the ball and says, "Hang on to this. It'll be worth something." when you make it to the major leagues. And boom, Monk remembers where uh, he saw Rainbow Wilson. Um, and then so they grab uh, the commercial tape. They bring it to this police station. And there's a great bit where Monk predicts... Sharona and Narcs. Yes, yeah. yeah. There's a great bit... Well, yeah, because uh, Randy has a TV he's not supposed to have. Um, but Monk predicts that they're both going to say, oh my God, twice. Um, and I really like that scene where the, you see them watching it and the, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. But that was three times. Well, I yeah, because I had to yawn, and I didn't want to yawn through with a fourth, oh my god. Um, no, they said it three times in the episode, too. Uh, well, I didn't pay so attention to that. Monk was wrong. No, Monk was wrong. Uh, egg on your face, Adrian Monk. So they end up going to Rain yep. Wilson's house. Um, and uh, my big question is, why are Monk and Sharona there? Yeah, same, same. They're not police officers. Stoudemire has the same subset of information that they do. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's just, that's, that's, it is what it is. And then the scene where, like, they confront him feels like it's actually dragged out because, like, I get, I'm like, do they need to fill time? Because usually, like, they didn't need to take nearly as long. They're kind of being coy about it in a way they didn't need to be. But, uh... No, absolutely. In that, in, but with that in mind, what happened? Uh, yeah, so basically, uh, you find out that, uh, this guy, uh, what's his name? Walker Browning. Browning. What is it? Walker Browning. Uh, apparently he's been having money issues and, um, you know, so he caught the 73rd home run, the record, you know, breaking ball. That's worth a ton of cash. Mm -hmm. Unless Scott Gregorio, Mm -hmm. um, you know, breaks a record that would render his thing, his ball meaningless. So he 
obviously needs to take all measures to make sure that doesn't happen. And so, but, but like they mentioned a little earlier that he used to work for, I guess, the GPS company, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. That's what it was. Um, so he breaks into their house at night, changes their GPS that would purposely take them to the alley where he would be waiting. And that's all of this is in order to like mess with Scott Gregorio's head so that he wouldn't break the record. So he would continue having mm-hmm. the ball that would be worth, yeah. according to Sharona, which how the hell would she know? Three million dollars. Um, so, yeah. So then they show up, they get killed. And I mean, that's it. Yep. Right. And so then uh, Walker introduced that he has six his dog Toby on them. But Toby just grabs the baseball and his mouth and runs away, um, you know. Little. And that was another scene that pissed me off. Yeah, that freaking. I mean, I, I I don't want Walker Brown to get money, but I care. You know, I care about uh, you know, historical artifacts. Just being the well, it's not that, but they just like they act like kids. Like they're just like running after. Yeah. like you guys don't know how to like corner a dog. Like yeah, come on. Like Monk, it makes sense, but um, yeah, so yeah. And then we cut to a scene in the locker room where uh, Scott Ferrario didn't break the record, but he gives us you know an answer in a um. A post-game interview, basically talking about Monk, how Monk told him how to do with loss, yada, 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 yada. It's like, you know, it's really sappy. Like, this is actually, I think, the bad version of the scene that happens earlier in the episode. Like, this is, like, cheesy writing, whereas earlier it's actually, like, you know, heartfelt. Um, uh, And then uh, there's the end. I like it. Okay, that's fine. I I mean, I'm also, you know, I can be cynical about uh, anything where the music swells. but no, but also like I, I did like that for a change, uh, he did get the record. Oh, like, I, oh yeah, yeah I like awesome. that too. I like that too. I also I like that for a change, um, Monk has a relationship that he doesn't ruin by the end of the episode because it feels like most. It feels yeah. basically like either Monk like it, the only time Monk ever has a good relationship with someone is if he clears them from being suspected of murder. But even then, that feels very transactional. Like this feels like he just is a friend of a guy. Um, which is nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now it would be nice if they could ever yeah. get that actor back and have him in again, because if he's actually a friend, he'd be in his life more. But that's not here or there. Um, that's just the nature of, op- of episodic television. Um, and then we go to the end scene where Monk and Sean are walking at like a beautiful park, and they notice uh, Toby the dog in San Francisco. Yes, by the it's way, great, great location. Um, they notice Toby the dog mm-hmm. has uh, is just randomly sitting there and has the ball in his mouth and it's all chewed up. And Sharona grabs it, and they appraise it at $20,000, and Monk says it's her Christmas bonus. Um, and uh, she's like, you want to give me a bonus? End of episode. <laughs> yep. All right. Um, I think this episode's pretty good, um, but as usual, I'm just going to get mine out of the way. I say this episode's a 7.5, because basically every episode is on Finding. Um, what would you say this episode is out of 10? Um, well, let's just say I'm tying the game. I gave it a 7.5 as well. Oh, tie game. Hey, now, hey, this starting this year, a runner's going to be on second when we uh, do the next one. Jesus Christ, I'm an idiot. Um, yeah, I think that this is a really fun episode. I think that they, the umpire stuff really hurts it. Um, but I think that the notion of a guy killing... I mean, I think, honestly, even though it'd be more obvious, I think that you could make, like, a good mid-90s movie about like a baseball player getting assassinated for that reason like the fact that it's indirect means it's, it's kind of like a little annoying but i like the idea of a guy killing someone in order to prevent a baseball player from getting a record i think it's fun it i mean it borderline resembles uh that one movie the fan yes it does with robert de niro mm-hmm. um 
But okay, actually, now that I think about it, I am a little disappointed. I mean, I won't downgrade the episode sure. at all, but I kind of wish it had more to do with the baseball angle. Yeah, like that would have been cool. Yeah, like if the murder happened like during a baseball game yeah. or something, like you know, that would have been really cool. Yeah, if like somehow she was murdered at like the stadium or something like that. I don't know. Um, but anyway, um, I think it's a fun episode. Uh, it's always nice when a famous person plays the murderer, even if they weren't famous at the time. Because um, even then, I can say that's shorthand. Yeah, it's the murder. Rain Wilson's the murderer. Um, but yeah, anyway, um, yeah, I want to thank you, Andre, for you know, joining me again. Uh, where can people find you on Twitter? You can find me at Andre Barrera. Uh, right. You can find me at the J Christie. Follow this podcast at Strictly Munkin. Um, if you like this show, please rate, review, subscribe, share it. Um, if you're listening to this and you, uh, you know, uh, use social media of any kind, tweet it out, um, put it on the Monk Reddit. We put the first episode of the Monk Reddit. But it feels very uncouth to put every episode of the Monk Reddit on the Monk Reddit because the Monk Reddit doesn't actually have that much activity. So it was like every third post was our podcast. I would not be able to live with myself. Um, but if you like it, let people know. Um, but more important than all that, and I really do mean that, more important than all of that, join us next week as we talk about Mr. Monk Goes to the Circus. Hey kids, let's get monkey! Monkey!